Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Welcome back to the Overnight Crowd on SEN, across the SEN network and on the SEN app. My name is Nathan Gibbons. Thank you for your company. Right now, we're going to chat some cricket. Uh, I have told him this, and he's been moved up to the first hour. It is my good friend, Dave Stevens. Dave, welcome to the Overnight Crowd for another edition, mate. Thank you again. Good to be good to be on the slightly earlier time slot. My, um, my night's sleep will appreciate that. Yeah, well, you know, the last couple of hours of the show, no one's really up and about. But when you get him in early, you get a you get a captivated audience. How's your week been? It's been seven days since we last spoke, Dave. It's been seven days, seven busy days, I guess I am. Uh, I'm feeling the pinch a little bit, but always keen to chat sport with you, my friends, especially oh. now on the air, and they're paying us the big bucks to do so. It's a pleasure. Oh, when they start paying the big bucks, Dave, I swear it, they will be flying. For right now, it's it's uh, the smell of an oily rag, but that that is neither here <laughs> or there. Uh, hey, last week, Dave, I it, it's been strange. So this, I don't know how many, maybe a couple of months now I've been doing this, and usually I can dodge all the big news stories. So I can sort of, you know, I can sort of skirt around the edges where last week, half an hour before I was meant to go on air, uh, one of the biggest news stories of the off-season, the absolute biggest news story in the off-season in the AFL, uh, Brett Ratton sacked from St Kilda. And so we had an hour and a half talk back of uh, Saints fans giving it, giving their opinion, uh, AFL-wide fans. It was, it was unbelievable stuff, as I'm sure you were tuning into. Yeah, well, you know, you got to... You got to be told when you don't know what's going on. Um, I, I, I reckon St Kilda don't know what's going on. I mean, I certainly don't know what's going on. I think I said on this show a couple of weeks ago that during the off season, I do kick my heels up a little bit. I'm not, I'm not, you know, being from north of the border, I'm not as diehard as they come. As a lot of your listeners will be down there, so you know, trade radio that doesn't really get much of a flick on <laughs> up here. Um, a bit of the off season talk, but it's pretty impossible yeah. to miss the news. No. What's going on in St Kilda? Well, there's, I, there's a few uh, few clubs in strife that just just can't can't seem to get it together for one reason or another. St Kilda is certainly one of them. They were doing pretty well earlier in the season, but um, fell apart for them. And my goodness, my feelings. Are, you know, I'm pouring them out for you, St Kilda fans. It's been a long time between <laughs> drinks, and uh, it could be a while longer. Well, I love how you tell it like it is, Dave. You know, and I, and I think. Us missionaries who are working in the middle hours of the morning, uh, you getting called up in the middle hours of the morning, we can sort of say how it is, right? You know, there's no allegiances here. We just tell it how it is. But, hey, that's enough AFL talk for now. That's enough skirting around any sort of cricket chat. Now, we both love the Sheffield Shield, Dave. Um, We will get to the Blue Baggers in a sec. Uh, Starting off, South Australia have been playing Tasmania. Uh, after Tassie got absolutely spanked in round one over Queensland. So they lost, I think, what, by an yeah. innings and 172 runs. 
They end up beating the Redbacks by seven wickets. Unfortunately, the Redbacks, again, not good enough, Dave. Yeah, and uh, on the road as well. Pretty different conditions in Adelaide uh, to Tasmania. But who's done it for him? Fan of the match, Peter Siddle, turning back the clock. Four for four for in each innings. Uh, he actually had him on the ropes. This is a great great game. It's um, pretty um, pretty tight. Um, Tasmania in the fourth innings, getting three for two hundred and thirty-five. Caleb, Caleb Jewell uh, with a century in the fourth innings. There, that's uh, pretty outstanding work chasing it down. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty even even game. But just great batting by the Tasmanians, and that was after we completely bagged their yeah. batting last week. Probably <laughs> the last two weeks, actually. Yeah, well, you <laughs> yeah. know that is going to happen. I mean, we bagged Tim Payne's batting, and this time round, yeah. first innings he scored two. But look, I, I think yeah. he's probably there more. More so for his leadership qualities than anything else. But there's a name oh, that I... Say for sentimental reasons. Uh, no, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Dave, when you work in the hours that we work in, there's no sentiments <laughs> here. Dave, there was there was a name uh, that I, I sort of saw on the South Australian score sheets that I was interested in. Uh, no, it is not Henry Hunt. I'll get to him in a second. It was uh, Ben Menenti. So Ben Menenti played for Sydney Sixers. I believe he was down at Tassie before. He's sort of been shopped around quite a bit. He's found a home at South Australia. He scored 59, and he's a bowler, let me tell you this. Yeah, 59 in the fifty-nine in the first innings, and in the second innings, 85 not out. So good to see him, good to see him scoring runs, uh, playing well for the Redbacks. But I'm not sure if you saw in the second innings, if you look down the South Australian scorecard, Harry Conway, now, everyone knows him. He's sort of the loud, loud the brush, the uh, the blue bagger as well. He, he he must have come in as a night night watchman, and he lasted two balls, and then he's out. If there's anything, I, I love when a night watchman comes in and then goes straight back out. <laughs> no, especially up against Peter Seale charging in one week shy of his 38th birthday as well. Wow. He, uh, ripped through that top order in the second inning, set up the match for him. Good on Peter Siddle. And, I mean, one concern before we move off this game, uh, Travis Head, another sort of poor mm. performance from him, five in the first and then yeah. a duck in the second, um, which a player we are about to mention. There's there's a few players hot on his heels for that first yeah. test against the West Indies. There's, it's not great time for him to uh, have this form slump because uh, it would have been hard-pressed to work his way out of the team after the summer he had. Yeah. Um, yeah, last summer he was he'd sort of come good. He'd been like playing free flowing, attacking cricket, had absolutely ripped the palms. Um and then all of a sudden he hasn't hasn't done much wrong in the test side, but this form's not good and yeah, like you're saying, those around him are gathering a little bit of momentum. I think we might talk about a certain Victorian a little bit later on. Um yeah. but yeah, look, it's always good to have competition for places, but you also I don't know I don't know, Nate, what do you I like a bit of stability in my sort of yeah test I, batting lineup. So if we look at his last few innings, uh so the two innings against Sri Lanka, two matches Sri Lanka away, there was six, twelve and five against Pakistan the three matches before now. Mind you, both of these series were away. Eight did not bat 23, 26, and 11 not out. So those aren't very good scores. But mind you, against England in the Ashes, which, you know, a lot of players are scoring runs. He scored 150 at the Gabba. He scored 101 in Hobart. So, look, it seems like he's got the runs on the board in this country. But, yeah, um, moving on. Player of the Player of the series, wasn't he, in the Ashes, I'm pretty sure. 
He, yeah, look, he's not a bad player. I, I like him. I'm a massive fan of Travis Head. And I, I, unfortunately for me, guys that I think I would like to have a beer with, usually I like their hustle and I like to see them in the team. So tra- Travis Head, I feel like he's got himself at least to the first test and questions will be asked. Uh, none more so than a player from Victoria, the captain of the mm. Victorians, Peter Hamskim, today 201 not out at Junction Oval. Uh, there must have been an absolute road. He docked, him, he docked him a few runs. 281, was it? 281, yep. Yeah, what did yep. I say? He's still going. You said 201. Oh, no, <laughs> yes. No, no. 281. Congratulations, Pete Hanscom. And that, and that is off the back last year. He was a top run scorer in the Sheffield Shield. Yeah, look, he's another one. We've talked about him a bit. It was great to see him come into the Australian team. When he did, he was going really well. Um, but just kind of the run sort of dried up, didn't they? He just didn't. He sort of seemed to lose a trick or two. Uh, seemed to get a little bit hard for him. Uh, he's, got, he's gone away back into the sort of domestic uh, shield cricket sort of thing, and uh, he's just doing what you want him to do, which is get back out there, get those runs ticking over again. And uh, boy, did they tick over today! But as you said, must have been a bit of a road. Uh, what the um, WA got almost 500 in the first innings, and then Victoria 600 for four. Um, but then the wickets sort of came flying uh, in in it towards the end. Um, yeah. Victorians looking pretty well placed there. Well, so yeah, Hanscom, I think he declared today at lunch uh, attempting a, a miracle. I think they probably had 150 runs or so on the board. Uh, a few wickets early by Todd Murphy, the spinner who uh, replaced John Holland. Uh, Scotty Boland, of course, he was missing this match as well with an injury. Oh, no, no, sorry, he wasn't injured. I think they were resting him. Uh, but Hilton Cartwright, yeah. Hilton Cartwright, the uh, Zimbabwean-born Australian Test cricketer, 76, not out for him. Darcy Short, 39. There were a couple of records broken today. We mentioned off the top, 281 to Pete Hanscom. Uh, he was not out with Sammy Harper, 132, the Renegades keeper. Highest score by Victorian against WA, that's for Hanscom. And 338 runs uh, is the highest fifth-wicket partnership for Victoria. Wow, good on him, and yeah, like we've been saying, it's been you know, he's due, uh, he's due a bit of luck. Uh, Peter Hanscom has been yeah. getting it, so um, who knows? This summer, could he be back in the Test team? So he played his last Test in 2019 against India at the SCG. Uh, he had a pretty lean run. His last hundred for Australia was back in 2017 at the SCG against Pakistan. But yeah, look, he. He is, look, top run scorer last year. He seems, Victoria, in a really good spot this year, and he's making runs. He's definitely putting up his hand for selection. Now, Dave, a ground that we've watched a bit of cricket at together is Dremoyne Oval. And uh, unfortunately for us, uh, as both New South Welshmen, the Blue Baggers are in a spot of bother. They are. They were hoping for a bit more rain today, I reckon. Oh, Um, weren't they not? Get what they wanted. <laughs> I drove past on the way home. The big lights were on at Drummond Oval, and I was uh, sad not to be able to pull over and watch a bit. But maybe it was best um, that I kept my eyes away. Though it would have been good to see Matt Renshaw. Uh, speaking of people from the Peter Hanscom Test cricket era, uh, Matt Renshaw is another one who was chucked in the side around that time and has not been there for a long time. But 200 today, 200 not out. So a lot of a lot of runs coming in for these guys who uh, have been out of the test team for a little while, which is, yeah, again, very healthy for our batting depth. 
Could Renshaw be uh, maybe eyes on one of those opening spots we keep talking about? Well, yeah. I mean, we spoke about Henry Hunt last week. Uh, Obviously, he missed out this time round for South Australia. Down at Victoria, you've got Marcus Harris. You've got Will Bukowski. uh, And then, of course, Mm. even Joe Burns. I mean, he misses out uh, today. But, yeah, Matty Renshaw has to have put his hand up. Um, but even that batting that batting lineup for Queensland, like they're all former Australian players: Renshaw, yeah. Burns, Labuschagne, and Quaja. Interestingly enough, yeah. uh, for this side, Dave Quaja's coming in at number four. Now you'd think mm. that is an eye on uh, Queensland's future matches, thinking that Quaja is going to be in the Test side, so he won't be opening. But it looks like they haven't missed a trick at all. Yeah, yeah, it is very interesting, and you think he, he doesn't seem to mind getting chucked in the opening spot without too much sort of a run up there. So um, certainly shouldn't certainly not affecting his average as an opener, not not doing it for Queensland. Uh, but yeah, look, I, I think well, we're all thinking Queensland, Victoria, by far and away the two form teams of the competition. But yep. how much are they going to miss um, Captain Kawaja and Marnus um, once those guys are not available? Um, well, we must wait and see. I still reckon WA, uh, they're not doing too crash hot at the moment against Victoria, but I wouldn't be surprised if they pull things together towards the pointy end of the Shield competition. Oh, for sure. And I just want to mention as well, Michael Nessa, who is probably one of the most unluckiest cricketers in uh, modern-day Australian cricket. He scored 136. So not only is he a handful with the ball, pretty much every time he bowls, he can score runs too. So, look, he hopefully will get an extended period in the Australian shirt. But, look... The, there's an embarrassment of riches in Australia's bowling stocks. Absolutely, yeah. He, he, it was good to see him get a crack uh, last summer. He only played that one uh, one match, of course, and then and then Boland came in, and of course, you know, rest we is don't history. Spent too much time talking about <laughs> what Scott Boland managed to achieve in his short career so far. But yeah, you're right. Just the time we were mentioning Peter Siddle earlier, and his career is probably cut short by the emergence of the sort of superstar. Um, quartet of young fast bowlers we had at the time: Cummins, Stark, uh, James Pattinson, of course, uh, and Josh Hazelwood. And you think that, yeah, without one or two of those guys, um, Ness would definitely have had many more than his single Test cap. But you never know. It's a, there's a lot of cricket to be played, especially with the World Cup uh, yep. coming up this summer. Uh, Pat Cummins now the captain of uh, the ADI team, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit. Oh, no, Dave, Uh, right now, segue. That's a brilliant segue. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Australia, I think we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, and now Australia will play an ODI series at home to England. I believe they will then go to Afghanistan, India, and then away next summer. There's there's plenty of cricket. I, I didn't think it was the smartest decision. Just purely on workload, but look, he seems to have the respect of the rest of the players, and it seems like it's going to be, there's going to be a sort of committee with the vice-captain, so I don't mind it myself. Dave, what are your thoughts on Paddy Cummins? It is interesting. For me, it just seems like they're a little bit too nervous to give Steve Smith's captaincy again. I think they're worried about the repercussions. It's, It's kind of weird that we're hearing more about the Warner band being overturned rather than whether Smith should become the captain, even though he's not yeah. banned. It's kind of, I can't really work it out, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I don't really know. Um, as for Pat Cummins, look, yeah, it's, it's going to be a shared shared load kind of situation. I guess maybe it's a bit of a novel sort of thing. Uh, we'll have to see how it goes. But you know, Josh Hazelwood was interviewed only like a week before that decision, I think, about 
you know, should who should do it. And he was saying the same thing as you. It's like workload-wise, it doesn't make sense to put yeah. a fast bowler who you want to play all the tests as the captain of the ODI team. Um, yeah, so who knows? Alex Kerry, they obviously don't have full confidence in him as a captain or maybe as a, you know, even a long-term batting option. He's, he's proving he's pretty effective um, 50 over games. I don't know. I would have probably myself rather give Kerry a crack or just why not just hand over to Steve Smith. But, oh well, Captain Fantastic, Pat Cummins, there's not much he can't do. So exactly he'll manage right. it all. Uh, on Pat Cummins, there was an interesting story that came out this week, Dave, and I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Um, the Alinta Energy deal. So, uh, for me, so they're in the last year of their contract, and it is uh, Paddy Cummins has since come out and said he's not going to appear in any of the promotional material for the next twelve months. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Interesting, yeah. You know, him, him and Tim Payne got around the uh, the Olympic commercials. Uh, yeah, Nathan Lyon. back in the day. Maybe my thoughts, yeah, my thoughts on that. Maybe if they're if they're saving a few dollars by not having to pay Pat Cummins' performance fees. In their ads, maybe they can spend it on writing some slightly better scripts. Because <laughs> you know, it's just a long line of terrible ads featuring the Australian cricket team. But the Olympic energy ones were uh, they were right up there, weren't they? Yeah. Well, um, it, I believe now Australia, cricket Australia's major partners were Alinta, and then before it, I could be wrong, but was it not uh, Mag- Magellan? Magellan sponsored the Ashes. Yeah, a few years ago. A couple, a few years ago. I don't think they were our shirt sponsors before. Yeah. It was probably Vodafone, wasn't it? Yeah, well, three Vodafone. Combank, yeah, look, anyway. Com- so, yeah. Combank. Look, so, yeah, neither here nor there on the Paddy Cummins, I suppose. There's, there's been a lot of commentary on Talkback about, you know, sort of your views and whether or not you should be expressing them as the cricket captain of Australia. But, look, fair enough. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, he seems to be expressing it by not really expressing it. He just said he's not going to be in the ads, um, yeah. but no one's sort of explicitly mentioned climate activism. Who knows? Who knows? One. But, um, People yeah, are we'll above our pay grades, Dave. Above our pay yeah, grades, we'll discuss right. that. And in the, uh, the the earlier hours of the morning, you can have your say. But look, we'll look ahead to the T20 World Cup, of course, which you can catch on SEN across the SEN network and on the SEN app. Um, Josh Inglis ruled out of the opening stages of this World Cup. Cam Green has been brought into the squad. Now, I like that every week we chat, Dave, there are players that we mention, and if we sort of had to count our buzzwords, Cam Green would be up there, and all of a sudden the stage is set for him to uh, be in this side. Here he is. And funnily enough, just when he's sort of finally had a few games without doing too much with the battle of ball, he's uh, He's lighting it up. (laughs) He was lining up back when he wasn't in the squad, and then a few games against England, uh, you know, didn't do much, not not anyone really. Um, but yeah, look, amazing, amazing. Poor Inglis, though, what a freak yeah. injury. Yeah. Um, what was it? Golf, golf club cut him or something? Yeah. Uh, mid mid stroke, snapped in his hand. Yeah. Cut. Uh, t- yeah, I believe it was that. a bit of a meter. Yeah, we've all done that, don't we? <laughs> Uh, yeah, unfortunate for him. It's a, it's a shame, but, but let's be honest. He, he was unlikely to play. Uh, he was, yeah. was going to be back up. Healthier, healthier on balance having backup in your uh, sort of all-rounder department. Yeah. Matty Wade doesn't seem to be going anywhere anytime soon. So no. 
I'm sure we can string a, a enough games together to, to hold the gloves through the tournament. Um, and yeah, Cam Green, I am sure we'll see him. Uh, maybe not in the first game because that might be a bit of an admission of, yeah. of wrongdoing initially from the selectors. Um, yeah. But we'll see him at some point, I'm sure. Well, you just only have to think. Mitchell Marsh is coming back from injury. Marcus Stoinis as well. So look, it's probably good to have another all-rounder there. And... I even think Absolutely. it's it's good for our like it's got pressure on Dave Warner, not so much Dave Warner, but Aaron Finch as well. Uh, I know he scored mm-hmm. some runs in the warm up against India, but look, there's he's yeah. opened, he scored some runs opening. But Dave, has this felt a bit of a an outstretched warm up for this World Cup for Australia? We'll get our campaign underway on Saturday night against the Black Caps at the SCG. But there's just been so many matches building up to this World Cup, mm-hmm. and I think Aaron Finch might have even said it that. Some of the players are quite fatigued before they've even played round yeah. one. Yeah, I know. And how do you, you just can you bring your best every single time you play? Yeah. You probably can't. So you might be eyeing off some of these warm up games as you know, like a, a slight half hearted you know game. Like I don't know if that happens in professional sport, but I feel like it's just impossible to come in with a, with an intense mental focus in every single game. So they'd all be hoping that they could turn it on yep. on Saturday against the Black Caps. But, yeah, who knows? I reckon they might have overdone it just a little bit. Um, they've sort of played around a little bit with their lineup. They're probably hoping to get you know Tim David into really good form and, and work out what they're going to do with the sort of top order. Um, yeah, you're right on Finch and Warner. They really have to perform. Opening batters in a World Cup t- yep. 2020 tournament are so, so important. If they're not getting runs, they're not going to win the tournament. Well, I, I think so, I think Warner definitely has the fun tokens in the bank. Uh, Aaron Finch, you know, he's the outgoing captain. You, you want to see a good news story, but look, it's all in front of us, this T20 World Cup. And obviously, the, the T20 World Cup has started. Uh, it has been great yeah. to see some minnows performing really well. Uh, notably, Namibia uh, bowling coach, the, the Morkel brothers, Mornay Morkel and Albie yeah. Morkel, uh, beating Sri Lanka. And then Scotland earlier this week beating the West Indies. Um, interesting with this tournament, Dave. So there are 16 teams in this World Cup. The next World Cup, which I believe is in a couple of years' time uh, in the US and the West Indies, it is going to 20 teams. Now, if you look at the one-day World Cup, there's only 10 teams. So it looks like the ICC, this is the way forward for these emerging nations to be playing cricket on the world stage. And we saw tonight the UAE playing. It's It's been great to see, and I've really enjoyed it. But I'm just not sure about you know Australia playing 15 matches before it. I know, yeah, it's interesting, yeah. The tournament sort of started now. No one, no one sort of currently seems to be making a huge buzz about it, like watching the Minnows play their rounds is probably about the same as watching us randomly play England three times in a yeah. hurried warm-up series. Um, I'm sure it will all sort of get underway and, um, you know, everyone the enthusiasm will peak. Um, but yeah, it's interesting, 10, ten teams in the World Cup, they have mucked around with the numbers um, in, in the 50-over tournament as well, so I'm sure it'll chop and change a little bit while they work out the balance. I actually don't mind an expanded tournament for a T20 World Cup. Obviously, shorter games, you can squeeze them in a little bit closer. It's not going to be like a six, seven, eight-week drawn-out mega tournament, um, and it does give the minnows something to aim for. And look, if Namibia being Sri Lanka, then they deserve to be, you know, there or thereabouts in terms of the World Cup. And of course, with the USA hosting some matches, they've probably just got 20 teams there, so they can try and find someone for the USA to to maybe beat or at least put up a competitive total against. Yeah, well, those fighting words, Dave. Fighting words. We are <laughs> we are massive in the United States. The overnight crowd is huge in the yeah. overnight states. So 
Look, I'll pass on your details. I will pass. Yeah, send your letters in. Uh, look, we are looking ahead to the T20 World Cup. Obviously, New South Wales are up against it tomorrow. They'll resume at 4 for 96 at Dremoyne Oval. We are hoping for rain and hoping for another, and not another outright loss for New South Wales. But yeah, Australia will take on New Zealand at the SCG on Saturday night. And then uh, later that night, England will take on Afghanistan. Dave, I really appreciate you dropping by the overnight crowd and tonight, mate, and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. And have a good sleep. Will do. Always a pleasure, Nath. Look, I've got my tickets for Saturday night, but I'm, I've got one eye on the weather and it's looking a little bit dicey, so do what you can. Put in a few favours for us with the big man upstairs and keep it dry for Saturday night for us. Will do. Dave Stevens. thank you very much for joining us on the Overnight Crowd. What we'll do now, we'll take a break. Plenty more still to come. This is the Overnight Crowd on SEN. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um... Occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.